Hey, this is Scott, and you're listening to Who Cares About Men's Health. Over the past couple weeks, I've been sharing some episodes and recipes from a mini-series I've been working on with our favorite dietitian, Teresa Dvorak. It's called Cooking with the U of U Health Crew, the Make More Meals at Home Challenge. It was a challenge to make some tasty and nutritious meals each week at home to get in the habit of cooking more at home. And this week, we conclude with a review of the Vietnamese meatball-inspired rice bowls, and members of the crew also reflect on what they've learned through the challenge. So now, without further ado, here's the conclusion of the series, and we'll be back with new Who Cares episodes in December. I got a good feeling about this week's recipe review, and I hope you loved it as much as I did. And we're going to find out right now. It's cooking with the U of U Health crew, the Make More Meals at Home Challenge. And today, we're going to review the fourth and the last recipe of the challenge, Vietnamese-inspired turkey meatball rice bowls. All right. First of all, cooking crew the last episode. Alex, how does that make you feel? I'm kind of sad. This has been a very fun adventure. All right. How about you, Nayeli? I'm I'm really sad too. I really enjoyed this experience and yeah. I like, you know, I, I wish we could get more recipes. Maybe we can. Okay. Maybe you beg real nice. Teresa, well, please, we'll Teresa, take please. it on the road. <laughs> Johnny, how about you? You know, for some reason, I thought we were getting a recipe today. So I'm kind of like really sad. I'm so sorry to disappoint. I may have to pay Teresa on the side to give me an extra (laughs) one. (laughs) (laughs) I like it, Johnny. Johnny, I got your hookup. All right. Also joining us, you've already heard her, our recipe architect, nutrition expert, Teresa Dvorak. She's a registered dietitian and the Director of Culinary Medicine in the University of Utah College of Health's Department of Nutrition and Integrative Physiology. How are you feeling? Are you happy, sad? Where are you at on this last episode? Oh, this has been really fun. Um, And so, yeah, kind of a mixed bag, right? I don't have to to run to the microphone, but at the same time, this is what I love to do. So um, it's been really fun. All right. Okay, crew, how were the Vietnamese-inspired turkey meatball rice bowls? Um, We're going to try this. We're going to rate them on a scale of one to five lip smacks. Was it lip smack and good? One's no, five is, that's a lot of good lip smacks. Uh, Nayeli, where are you at? I'm a six out of five. This was my favorite meal. I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. Um, if, If I were to describe it, I would say that it's very, like, it's, like, fresh. Although when I was preparing it, I did have a few struggles, but nonetheless, I feel like that always happens. (laughs) I feel like that always just part of the process, you know? Definitely. And I think, Nayeli, am I correct in remembering that this was a cuisine that you either hadn't cooked before or even hadn't tried before? It was both. Fantastic. Right. So some learning curve, which is awesome. And got it done to the point where you gave it six out of five. All right, Johnny, how about you on a scale of one to five lip smacks? How, how, how did yours turn out? Are we giving the number or are we actually smacking our lips? You, yeah. ASMR right. content? Gotta get you, lip smack. you are mm-hmm. actually smacking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was five. I counted five. Was that right? Yeah, that was five. Ah, nice. So big fan. Tell us about what you loved about it. So I put it through, there's basically two stress tests. One that was me, because I generally don't eat vegetables. And the second one was actually my mom, because she hates turkey. But I actually, I loved it. I had seconds, and then I had thirds. (laughs) And then I took it to my mom, and she was like, this doesn't taste like turkey. 
Like, this is yeah. great. She had seconds as well. So on those accounts, definitely passes. I would definitely eat this again. How about you, Alex? How many lip smacks? I'm not going to smack my lips, but I really <laughs> appreciated that, Johnny. You really went out there. Um, I I give it a good, a, like a solid four. Like I would nice. make this again. It was very tasty. And it's been, I think, one of my favorite meals that we've done. Yeah. What in particular did you love about it? I well, I actually I started eating turkey a couple of years ago, um, and so I really like it. And the turkey meatballs were so good. I don't I I've, I've actually never made a turkey meatball, um, but that was my favorite part. And again, I I added a little bit of rice, but I just kept eating the meatballs. They were so yummy. <laughs> um, again, for me, it was like okay, how am I time management? How am I going to plan this out? So. Um, I did the um, the pickling like the day before and then kind of went through the next like the process the next day. Again, I feel like time in the kitchen is just kind of it is what it is. Like I am a, a, a new chef. And so it takes a little bit of time, but it was the time like I would spend extra time to make this again, if that makes sense. I think that's positive. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's like that's like a 180 from our first conversation. <laughs> it is. So I know honest. it really is. It yeah. is because you were so um, almost really hesitant about taking time to prepare foods. And, and that seemed like a barrier of not preparing fresh foods um, because of the amount of time. And now you just said that you would willingly take that time. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yay. I feel like we're like, it's, it's like graduation. Yay. I just graduated, you know? I love it. In a short four weeks. Yes. You too can make this transformation. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Alex. Um, Teresa, I'm glad you pointed, pointed that out about how it's a, you know, a 180 from where she was. Um, and I also, Alex, love that you have figured out how to make it work. When I got my degree as a non-traditional student. I did it in 15 minute chunks in between the rest of my life. And it sounds like you're kind of preparing some of these recipes in a similar way. You get 15 minute break where maybe the kiddos, you know, taking a nap or whatever, and you got a couple seconds, you make one part of it. You get another 15 minutes, you make another part of it, you know, um, as opposed to investing all of the time at once. And I think that's an awesome strategy. I think that's the biggest takeaway for me was, you know, I don't have to do this all like crank it out in 30 minutes or, you know, two hours. Like there are times of the day where you can, oh, let me just make this part here and then I'll finish this part here. And at the end of the day, like it's a nice, nutritious, healthy meal. And so I'm working on that. Yeah. And did you also everybody else hear what she called herself? An aspiring chef. A chef. She, no, she I called mean, herself a chef. A yeah, not chef. even a, a, aspiring. Not I mean, even I'm inspiring. There. She is there. I love it. Which, I mean, taking on an identity like that, that's a big step, you know, to call yourself something like that. Because a lot of people will go, oh, I'm not really a chef, you know, but you did. You're identifying with that. I loved it. Thank you. After that chicken, I really did feel like I could take on the world. <laughs> <laughs> so empowering. <laughs> Uh, I thought that these meatballs, I, I was Nielly, Nielly, six lip smacks out of five. It was so good. <laughs> I loved it. I thought the meatball sauce and the meatballs were good. The quick pickle of the carrots and the radishes, the, you know, kind of that taste was great in combination with the meatball sauce. I love the raw and crispy vegetables. I thought that was an awesome texture. 
And then the temperature contrast between the meatballs and the rice, which were hot, and the veggies, which were cold. I like that as well a lot. I don't know why that was appealing to me, but it was. Um, so much so that uh, I started eating it while I was doing dishes because I was just by myself. Unfortunately, my wife wasn't there. And I ate about half of it by myself. And I just kept <laughs> going back and putting more veggies and meatballs in. Um, I ate a lot more of the veggies than the rice. And like Teresa pointed out, that was a neat little thing that you can choose what it is you want to really put in there. Do you want to put more veggies than rice? Do you want to put more meatballs like Alex did? So um, just really loved it. Now, I'm going to say it took me an hour and a half to make it. What, what did you say it should take, Teresa? About an hour? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. So yep. again, I feel like I'm on the long end of things. Uh, how about you guys? How how was it for you? How long did it take you all to, to make it? It also took me an hour and a half to make. And I also, um, when I was cutting stuff up, I decided to take a shortcut and I used the food processor to cut up carrots. And it, it was like, it came out differently than maybe what everybody else made, but it, it just worked for me and it was faster and I just wanted to get it done with. But yeah, it was like an hour and a half for me. The food processor using the kind of the, the shredder or grater attachment mm -hmm. is a great idea. Um, so that's, that's fantastic way to be resourceful on that. That's perfect. Yeah, it took me, it took me some time. And again, I, and I, I try not to go rogue this week, but again, with the resources that I had and my like patience, I did like, I, I didn't put in the hoisin sauce, if that's even how yeah. you say it. Um, and I did, um, what else did I do? Um, like I don't like cucumbers, so I didn't put cucumbers in. So I just did like a few different things, but yeah, it took me about an hour and a half, like an hour and 45. Yeah. How about you, Johnny? For me, it was closer to the two-hour mark. Really? I'll, I'll admit that that's because I'm kind of a a relaxed cook in the sense that I think <laughs> I'm in a sitcom and I have like music playing in the background. So I have this whole atmosphere thing going on. Yeah. yeah. So I, I blame me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's I awesome. Think, I think I might have to just... I think I want it to go faster than it does. And I think I just need to accept that it's going to take the time it's going to take. I think that might be one of the realizations I had in this process. And again, the leftovers kind of justify that amount of time because I'll have a couple more meals out of this. So I'm kind of okay with it. So it's been a mind shift for me. You know, that's one of the common barriers that we heard was just don't have yeah. enough time. And I hope that maybe we all have shared some strategies on how maybe listeners could maximize their time or just readjust the expectations that if I want something that tastes like this and that's healthy like this, it just takes time. We're in such a world where we want everything right now that I think sometimes our sense of time can be skewed. Yeah, and really changing sometimes how we think about cooking, right? And this has, this has a long history, especially here in the United States, of this this uh, cultural shift that food preparation cooking is work and is something that you shouldn't enjoy doing, right? Like we think back to the 70s when, when we really started to have convenience meals um, and convenience foods kind of take over, right? Like the, the uh, TV dinners really started to, to come about. And it was this idea that um, marketing shift, right? That like 
buy this pre-prepared meal because you can't, you don't have to waste time in the kitchen. Think of all these other things you could be doing when, when really we're, maintaining and building that connection with with food and with our environment and with our family and with our with our own personal health um that that gets lost if we're constantly looking for kind of that that fast fix or that convenience food we're losing a lot of that connection to the food to the planet to our families and to ourselves that's pretty deep huh guys do you do y'all feel yeah, that way? Sorry, I went I went down. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. I think it's she wonderful. Um, I, you know, in a previous cooking challenge that we did on our Who Cares About Men's Health podcast, I discovered that preparing food can be at times a Zen kind of a moment for me, where you yeah. can forget about everything else. And I also discovered when I made some of those recipes, my wife was so happy and excited, <laughs> and it was just it was a great feeling to be able to do this thing for her to make this food that she enjoyed and that she didn't have to make it. Right. right. So like was, you can taste that love in it. Yes. Right? Very much yeah. so. And yeah. and that self of pride and accomplishment. And I did this. If you want to make it more fun, just include a dance break while you're cooking. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Or, or think about including others. Right. So a lot of these recipes had, you know, some of that that time consuming part was a lot of the chopping and the preparation um, that if you, you know, if you had a, a friend or a family member um, that you could share some of that load with, um, not only is it kind of making the work faster. Um, but it's allowing that time and space for conversation and, and connection and community building yeah. as well. So, you know, it's, it's, I, I think about food more and recipes of that. It's not just the food and yes, I always agree. Our food should be delicious. Um, but it's also the connection on some of these other levels that we don't give enough credit to how powerful that can be in our lives. And and overall, to our overall health um, and, and having that, that perspective can really help to shift some of that paradigm, too. Yeah, right. So now instead of just a waste of time like marketing would have you believe or some of us do believe because of marketing, it's an investment of time in a lot of aspects of your health, the social right. aspect, the emotional health aspect, and then the nutritional aspect as well. Any questions for Teresa on this week's recipe? Uh, I just had a question about the brown rice. So whenever I make it, it always comes out like, because the white rice comes out softer. And even though I cook the brown rice for the appropriate amount of time, it's a little bit harder. Is that always the, the texture that it's supposed to be? And is there a way to make it softer? Yeah, that's that's pretty normal. A brown rice is going to have more fiber. It's going to have that um, the 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 germ on the outside of that rice. And so um, it's kind of like the difference in between like a whole wheat bread versus a white bread. But you're getting with a brown rice, right? You're getting more fiber. You're getting some more protein, whereas white rice is obviously just that much more processed. And so you kind of get that flavor. Fluffiness. I felt like mine was a little undercooked, even though all the water is absorbed. Could I use more water in the future to maybe 
solve that problem? What What's the solution to that? Yep. So if it's, if it seems crunchy or it seems undercooked, go ahead and add a little bit more water. Start with about a half a cup, a quarter to a half a cup, depending on how um, undercooked it feels, because you can always add more water and then just drain the rice um, if it doesn't absorb. And the brown rice choice by you was for nutrition purposes, as you already explained, explained how brown rice has more fiber, it's less processed, but you somebody could use whatever rice they really yep. wanted. You okay. could use whatever rice or you could use a different grain if you wanted to, right? If you just, if you didn't have rice in the pantry, you could certainly use something like farro or quinoa um, that you, maybe that you do if you have, um, you know, if you've got vermicelli noodles or a rice noodle or something like that, or even an egg noodle, that would work certainly as well um, as something different um, to put on the bottom. Any other thoughts on that last recipe that you would like to share with our audience before we kind of think about as a whole, our final thoughts on the challenge? I really liked Scott's mention of, of making extra sauce. My family loves sauce. <laughs> And this is, I, I will often keep this particular sauce in, in my refrigerator and put it over grain bowls or, um, or other rice dishes. Um, I think it's just a well-balanced, flavorful sauce. That's a really great a condiment to have in, in the refrigerator too. I love it. That's a great idea. I'll be doing that. All right. This overall challenge. How has it changed you? We discussed a little bit about it while we were discussing the meatballs, but any final thoughts as we say goodbye? Let's go ahead and start with Nayeli. I think the challenge really like inspired me to try more, more recipes or genres of food that I'm not really used to. Um, like just with this last meal, I think that usually when I see ingredients that I'm not familiar with, I kind of get like scared to like try some try something new with those new ingredients so that's definitely one of the takeaways from this challenge and also i will say i think i've also learned that oven meals are really easy to make and i i'm going to make more meals in the oven just because i feel like i always always use the the, the stovetop to cook so i think those are some of my key takeaways from this challenge how about you, Johnny? Well, I got that healthy food doesn't have to be tasteless. Healthy yes. food can be delicious and it can be affordable. But most importantly, I think the real treasure is the friends we made along the way. Thanks, Johnny. Sorry, you're having a tender moment. I'm laughing at you. I didn't mean to do that. Well, that's what friends do, right? <laughs> Uh, I didn't know that this meant so much to you. That's that's fantastic. It has been fun getting to know everybody. Alex, takeaways from the challenge. I've kind of I've broken down my walls a little bit. You know, I've become more accepting. I think in my mind, I thought, oh, like I can make a meal in thirty minutes and it's going to be delicious, which actually isn't the case because when I did that, it tasted really terrible. So I have learned that nutritious and good meals do take a little bit of time, but you can make that time. Um, and it doesn't all, like I said, have to be done in one sitting. And, um, I feel more confident in being able to cook for my family. So I'm really happy about that. 
Awesome. For me, I would say that um, the main takeaway again is getting getting realistic about the time that it does take to prepare food because you do have to go through steps. I mean, none of the recipes that we did were particularly difficult. It just you just have to invest some time, and it's my true hope that the more I do this, like this last time, I tried to utilize more counter space for my prep. I tried to use the tip you gave me. Uh, Teresa, try to get out all the ingredients for the sauce right away and have them on another counter so they're good to go. And I think that did help. So I, I'm going to continue to look for ways to optimize, but I'm also going to be realistic in that it is an investment of time if you want to have meals that you enjoy that you can continually eat that are healthy for you. So I just need to accept that and figure out how to make that work. So I think that was my big takeaway. I have a question for the group. Are the rest of you going to continue? Because I, I'm going to be honest, there's a couple of times I would not have made these recipes if I wasn't accountable to the group to have made it because life was hectic or I didn't feel like it or whatever. Do you think you'll keep making meals at home? And I know some of you have to because you have to make them for your roommates. Uh, without this challenge, are you going to go back to the way things were? Let's start with Alex, first of all. I can't believe I'm saying this about the chicken. I can't wait to go back to the store and buy a chicken and like do that again. I'm like so scared that I can't replicate that. But it really like I'm telling you, that was the easiest part, which was, I think, my biggest fear in this whole challenge. So I do hope to continue again. I know it's not going to be every single night like it's unfortunately for me, no. not realistic. But um, I have even talked to my husband about like, hey, why don't you take you know, two nights and I'll take two nights. And, you know, usually we go out to eat on Friday and Saturday, Sunday, but, um, kind of like sharing the load. Um, and then, yeah, I, I do hope to, to continue this. So I'm excited. Johnny. Well, will I eat burritos again? Of course. (laughs) Will I still eat cheeseburgers? Of course. But I think I will now add more healthy food so that my doctor will finally be happy with my nutrition (laughs) (laughs) and do they satisfy you as much as those other foods do oh definitely i like i i eat them then i have seconds and then i have thirds (laughs) and so it works out it's just it's like you said it's that time yeah nayeli oh i definitely will continue one because yes i have roommates to feed and it just go, kind of goes back to the thing that I said about trying new things, too. So I'm definitely more inspired to try new things. Teresa, as we wrap this up, what advice do you have for us to help us continue? And, I, and does the crew have any questions for Teresa um, You know, as we go out on our own now? We're not going to have her holding our hand anymore. So. <laughs> Providing weekly recipes. Yeah, right? I mean, that's a big part of it. Like, it is. Trying to find recipes. And you look through them and you're like, oh, is this going to be worthwhile? Is this going to be good? And, and, and developing that skill, that's something else entirely. Sometimes it's just being okay with trying something new. And, and it sounds like, you know, we've at least been able to, to check that box a little bit and, and get over some of that initial hesitation of 
trying something new and being in a space like this where you are being held accountable to prepare something new to go outside of kind of your comfort zone within the kitchen um, is is a really great building block that you can kind of continue off of. And the more you do try new things um, or try multiple recipes in different cuisine varieties or cooking skills, those it'll become more intuitive and it will be much less scary to approach new recipes um, because you'll know where to find ingredients in the grocery store and things will feel less foreign. Um, and I think another takeaway that I really, um, you have alluded to, and, and I really want to hone in on is that, you know, some of these recipes take a longer amount of time some recipes can be relatively short and meal preparation from fresh ingredients can be relatively quick and easy, 20, 30 minutes, right? And and that's maybe where I've got a chicken breast on, on the grill or a filet of fish out on the grill or in the oven or something. And I'm sauteing up some vegetables um, and serving it over rice or pasta or something like that, right? I, by no means cook a, you know, a complicated recipe, a brand new recipe, especially every night of the week. For me, that's not realistic. Very much like Alex mentioned that, you know, you think about nights of the week that maybe you have a little bit of time or you can spare that time to try a new recipe or to do a recipe that's a bit more involved or to double up on those ingredients, make a double batch, put some in the freezer so that those nights when you literally don't have time to make dinner, you can pull something out of the freezer, pop it in the microwave and you have dinner ready in five minutes, right? Um, so thinking about some of those strategies um, for what nights are easier and what nights are maybe a little more challenging to cook a meal from, from scratch to the get-go. All right, well, it's been fun, crew, but I guess this is goodbye for now. For all Until the hard next work, time. Yes, for all the hard work she put into this challenge and for all the knowledge she shared. Uh, let's all give Teresa some love. Go ahead and give her some love right there. Thank you, Teresa. We yeah. appreciate it. Anytime. We're all clapping for you. <laughs> and if you missed a recipe or an episode, you can go back and find it. And you can find them at cooking.thescoperadio.com. That's cooking.thescoperadio.com. Thanks for joining us and taking the four-week Make Your Own Meals Challenge.